Welcome to a fine time for healing, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matters. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. Today we have with us Antonio Calensis, and if I did, I did get that right, Calensis. Yes, yeah, it's right. Yeah, thank you who is a highly skilled psychologist with over 13 years of experience in providing individual and group therapy, psychological assessments and evaluations. Um, his areas of expertise include treatment of anxiety and depression in a primary care setting. And he is skilled in using a variety of therapeutic modalities such as mixed combination psychotherapy and coaching psychology. And um, I'm going to have, he's, so yeah, he's a graduate member of the British Psychological Society in divisions of coaching psychology and political psychology, and a member of the International Society for Coaching Psychology. Um, and I'm going to let Antonio tell us more, but I just want to let all of you know that we're talking to Antonio, who is in Greece, which is to me a most amazing thing. And I'm so grateful that he's with us. Welcome, Antonio. It's so good to have you. Thank you for having me tonight. So other than what I shared about you, is there more that you wanted to share about who you are? Well, uh, I'm a psychologist. And I don't know why I'm a psychologist, but my passion for connection with other people. Uh, and uh, I know why people sometimes uh, act or interact uh, and behave. Uh, and I found very, very, very interesting that uh, there is a background from our childhood or our environment or maybe the nature or the nurture. This, is the, this debate of all these years. Uh, might change our way of thinking, might, might change the way of boundaries that, that we might have in our, in our lives. So, yeah, this is a very, very, very small line that uh, might connect ourselves with other people, but we don't know if this line has respect. This is why sometimes psychology try to help people uh, understand that uh, their the healing uh, uh, they, they heal time, the, the time that they need to heal their, their wounds, their traumas, uh, is not their fault. So they might change their lives, even if uh, it needs some time. So, yeah, psychology, for me, is something special and something much more philosophical mm -hmm. and uh, very well connected with emotions, actions, and yeah. neuroscience. Absolutely. A lot of people go into this field, into the field of mental health, um, <clears throat> because they've experienced things in their past that made them very curious about this. Was that the case with you? Yeah. Uh, when I was, uh, I think, 14, 15 years old, I was a professional uh, football player, soccer player, maybe. And, uh, yeah, I was in academy and I had a bad injury on my leg and I couldn't play. I couldn't uh, promote the first team. So... Mm. Uh, I think it was the first time that I felt depressed. I didn't know that. I started to know that when the, when I finished my studies on my on my postgraduate degree. And uh, yeah, now I'm working with uh, academies, with soccer players, basketball players, and uh, it helps me to empathize and sympathize with other people, with all these kids that right now they are adolescents, maybe kids, but tomorrow they are the adults that. Uh, they are the part of our society. 
our fault is that we sometimes see other people as kids or as an, as an, an experienced person, but we forget that this is the future. This is not not uh, the future. Is the the time? Is that it's uh, uh, the time right now that we that we might help them be productive people uh, with full of uh, uh, good vibes to attract their visions and their dreams, future dreams. Right. If we can, if we can address this in adolescence or childhood, life can be so different um, because we know that we carry our child within us and whatever wounds are there are going to still be there until we resolve them. So today I want to talk about contrasting healthy relationships versus dysfunctional relationships. And let's start with the family situation. So what does a fa healthy family system look like? Well, healthy. According to the World Health Organization, health is a triple cycles. Uh, the combined biological, sociological, and psychological situations. All these together has a sum that might be the, the healthy, we might say that we're a percentage of healthy. But a healthy environment is very well connected with our experiences. For example, if I was uh, born in a place that uh, it's okay for these people to inter interact with uh, violent uh, behaviors, so this is healthy for me. When I'm going to be an adult or I'm going to do whatever to interact with other people, I think... I don't think it's I have a, a very, very big percentage of uh, my actions will be violent. So, um, yeah, a healthy family is uh, for me, uh, a healthy person is a person that uh, uh, respect himself, yourself, itself or other people is a person that uh, uh, has the courage to dream has a courage to, to fall down and stand up again. And uh, when goes in his path, his heritage path, maybe could help other people for his, this person. Right. And in a family system, a healthy family system would um, involve respect, support. It doesn't mean that they don't have arguments because everybody, that's just human nature. Um, but but it's, it's the, the tone and the energy of the argument and the fact that it never really gets resolved um, in an unhealthy family. So, you know, a lot of people listening to this show um, may not even know what it looks like to be in a healthy family because many, many people have grown up in toxic, dysfunctional families. And like you said, you know, it sets you up for a future of the same. So whatever you get adjusted to and used to, is what you're going to tolerate in the future, right? Yeah, you're very, very, you're right about this. And uh, we have to mention that many people live in a relationship. It might be a friendship or, or the work, uh, the, the working environment, and they don't know that uh, it is a toxic environment because it's very well common with the environment that they were uh, nurtured in the, their past, in their in their families maybe, or in their environment. Um, yeah, and the, the bad thing of this is that this, all these people do not understand that, that they are also toxic. They say, okay, I'm okay, I'm realistic, I'm a, a real person, why do you want me to be something different? Because you, you don't respect other people. 
And uh, okay, if I am a fat, fat, if I, if I have much more kilograms than, than other people, it doesn't mean that you, you, you have to blame me. I might be depressed. I might, be, I might have a loss in my life. And uh, mm-hmm. we have to respect other people, to have a big hug for other people, because sometime, uh, maybe in the near future, we might, we might, we might need also uh, a big hug to heal our traumas or... Yeah, That's mental health is so misunderstood. Um, I had a guest on the other day who was in a, a train accident where everything in her body was broken, moved, destroyed. She she should not have lived. The car that she was in was decimated. But anyway, she went through two years of literal hell. Um, and... When she was depressed, she didn't think she had a right to be depressed because she thought, well, I made it and I'm alive. And it wasn't until her trauma therapist said to her, you need therapy for the trauma, that she realized that, oh, there could be something wrong. But why do people not recognize that that there's something that they may need help with? It's uh, very well connected with imagine that if you were born, uh, I know, Asia, maybe India, uh, the Indian words, uh, the the Indian language might be very well common with your thoughts, with your dreams. And uh, okay, this is where you you interact with other people. So this is how how our brain is wired with uh, all these... uh, Toxic, for example, environments. We don't understand that this is a bad situation. It's very. We feel that it's uh, it's okay. And other families, other people, uh, live something uh, like us. And we have many situations uh, that uh, we found some families, some persons that uh, abused the kids, for example. And the kids believe that okay, our parents abuse us or molest us. And imagine. They love our parents. They love us. They give us food. They give us a house to live. So imagine other people outside of the house. They might kill us. So this is something. This is good. This is love. It's safe. And many people. Yeah, yeah, and safe. Yeah. Um, and this, what happens in many people? They live in a toxic environment, and some people use the word uh, love. This love. I love you. This is why I'm acting like this. No, love uh, is not. Does not have actions. Love has only respect and the hand over there to help you if you need. Right, right. I was 42 before I realized that I had grown up in a toxic environment. And, you know, I find that um, a lot of adults wake up between their 40s and 60s to uh, a toxic childhood or dysfunctional childhood or some kind of emotional abuse. They somehow... Somehow what they've been able to tolerate all those years, they just can't tolerate it another second. And I don't know why that happens at that age. But when I ask people, people say, well, my parents were good parents and they loved me. And the only reason I'm asking that question is because I can see that that was not true. Right. So I say to them, well, how did they, what is love? How did they show you? Well, they fed me, they put a roof over my head and they made sure I got to school. I said, well, that's their legal responsibility. <laughs> so what else did they do? 
And uh, yeah, for me, love uh, has another word that is very well connected, uh, has action. Love always has action. For example, uh, there is war somewhere, somewhere in the, this planet. And okay, I feel love for these people, by, but, but I don't help them. It's not love. I sympathize them. Okay, I feel bad for this, but it's not love. Love means to send food, to go there and help, to, to do something, an action. So we live in, a, in an era, an era that uh, there are many misunderstandings about the, the words, the meaning of the words. Uh, the toxic relationship is something like love, and love is something like, like that does not have actions or, or might have some likes in some posts on social media. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very confused uh, about uh, about this because every time when I'm trying to, it, it, it's one of my first questions when I start the session. Uh, what is love for you? What are your dreams? What is normal for you? And everyone answer something different. And this, this first answer will help you understand where's the problem about in his uh, work, his work, family, childhood. Yeah, just two questions. And uh, yeah. So, so love is pro- not love unless it's associated with an action. And mm-hmm. if, when we're loved, do we feel loved? When you love, sometimes you might not love. For example, some people believe that if I buy you an iPhone, for example, I know I love you. Well, it's not an action. Uh, materials uh, is not connected with emotions. And uh, uh, even these, the emotions is something special. We, we can't find them. Where do they live inside us? We don't know. But we know how we felt. When we, when, we, when we were in a place that love was in the air. And uh, yeah, materials uh, and the materialism uh, on this era uh, help, do not help people understand what is love, what is toxic, what are the boundaries and the ethics and um, the way people uh, interact uh, with other people these days does not have boundaries of love, of emotions, that just materialism. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a big problem of our era. And uh, this is why people uh, just accept uh, all these bad um, and toxic, for example, interactions for money, I know, for, some, for a better car, for a better vacations, I know. And mm-hmm. if we accept uh, the toxicity, uh, it's like, like something like Machiavellism. Uh, Machiavelli- Machiavellism is... Uh, uh, when you see something bad and uh, it's something that happens day to day to you, you say, okay, but it's very, very, very bad. So, yeah, Machiavellism is a new world <clears throat> in our era that uh, people have with them. Yeah, love is love is kind. Love is supportive. Mm-hmm. Love is predictable. Love is uh, growth-oriented. And if you have to question whether somebody loves you, chances are that they don't, unless you have some sort of um, of personality disorder that makes you feel insecure or something like that. But, you know, if you've been in a marriage for 20 years and you're not sure if that person loves you, but they say they do, you know, you have to look at the actions. Mm. Do you feel loved? 
right? Yeah, but some people are very insecure because of their life before the marriage. So they ask every time, love me, love me, do you love me? So yeah, mm-hmm. it's the opposite side of the toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people, well, not some people, all these people in this world love with a different way. Mm. And uh, our problem is that we want to be loved in the way that we want to be loved. And we prove other people love me as I, I want to be loved. And it, it may not happen, I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, relationships, even if it is a working relationship or a friendship or a romantic relationship, uh, need to have uh, uh, an open book and start to get these people right the way they see this world. So they might use the same words. For example, what is, what is your favorite uh, uh, kind of dogs? You might say Rottweiler, for example, because it's connected with your uh, experiences when you were a child. For me, it might be a cat. So our experiences wire uh, our brain and the way we interact with other people. So, yeah, when, when we meet a new person, we have to understand that this is something different. It's not me. And we have to spend some time to know about this person, mm-hmm. the perspective, to, to be from this perspective and... So we might be closer with this person and this is how we start to respect other people and ourselves. So my work is mainly with narcissistic abuse. And so narcissists are typically, I mean, they can't love. They just, it's just not possible. But they, they can act like they do. So people get very confused because they are hearing that they're loved, but they're feeling abused. How do we tell the difference in that situation? Um, We are talking about a disorder. So all these people do not understand that uh, they have an illness or a pathology. So, but there are some people that uh, it's from their heredity these actions, and some people that from uh, that uh, is from their environment, their nurture. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand if if this person uh, believes that these actions are the normal actions, or they can't understand that. And uh, I like to play some games of paraphrasing. Uh, for example, uh, when I'm talking with a narcissistic person. And I'm trying to help this person paraphrase what I'm saying. And they can't because they, they always see my, my words, understand everything from their perspective. They, they, do not sympath- they do not even sympathize, not empathize. But yeah, these people um, have to be loved. Everyone, we are all the same. And uh, they deserve to be loved, even if they have this disorder. But... Uh, I believe that every person has a better um, perspective of their lives if they have a big, a warm hug. Uh, even if a narcissistic person, uh, even if this person might be toxic, uh, if this person lives for a long time, I know how much everyone is different, might understand how to interact with other people. If even if they don't, they don't feel loved, uh, and uh, yeah, the actions. 
we have to change these people to not be so self-centered because these people might be not might be ourselves i know mm-hmm. we don't know the narcissistic person does not know that is narcissistic right they don't they don't know it but the thing is that since i focus entirely on this the abuse from this kind of personality what i do now is that their their entire agenda their goals are to capture things from other people they're not about giving they're about taking so while they may feel good from a hug in the moment that will not sustain them they will not keep it okay but so for people who are in relationships with narcissists how can they tell the difference between um their spouse loving them or their spouse abusing them what how will they know the difference yeah it's very difficult to understand uh, this because all these people uh they might be abused on this relationship and they don't have the courage to understand mm-hmm. because every person just real, realize a very small percentage of the reality for example uh, if these people understand that 100% of the reality of this relationship uh, that this that, that the person that they love is abuser or, or narcissistic they might be devastated or no they might uh, uh, feel very bad, very bad, or feel depressed. And um, yeah, it's very, very difficult because people that tend to, to find that narcissistic people and uh, la- tend to find relationships that are toxic in a very big percentage, uh, lived in a family that was something common. So if, if, we, if we need a while to understand what happens, we just connect the the family, the environment that the, mm-hmm. these people uh, were adults, mm-hmm. and uh, the future. So basically, how love was defined for them as a child is what they're going to accept as an adult. Is kind of what you're saying. Yeah. For example, if their parents were toxic, narcissistic, and uh, they were violent, and uh, they abused them, uh, if they find a person that just being narcissistic, it's okay for them. It's perfect. This is the love, the real love. Right. Something better, but uh, the better from worse is not the bad. It's something good. Uh, this is a very, very, very wide range of uh, of uh, actions that people do not understand. And the bad thing that is, uh, they might have uh, kids and all this cycle of toxicity to be the future in the future exactly. so we have to and this is the problem that we are all very well educated we have google we have i know scholars papers and everyone knows about uh, narcissistic uh, actions and disorders and uh, toxicity and it's something that is spread day to day to more people i know what what is, why this is happening it's big uh, it's it's, it's going to be bigger it's a big year, uh, bigger than COVID, I think, maybe. It's a pandemic. And I, I don't know why. Uh, maybe because people 100 years before, uh, 200, 
they only had human relationships, a few materials. Uh, maybe they, don't, they didn't have electricity, but they had love. Today, we forget that we have to spend time with a person. We forget that the, our ego sometimes might be smaller uh, from our relationship. And we believe that if we use, for example, a social uh, media application, we, we might find a new partner. So everything is consuming, even the love. So, yeah, I feel, I feel that even if the world was cruel 100 years before, or maybe in Middle Ages, I believe that they loved truly. And we forget this romantic uh, centuries. Mm-hmm. So in a romantic relationship, there we have to feel like the other person is giving of themselves. I mean, you can't have a relationship with one person putting up with everything and the other person just doing whatever they want. Both people have to be invested in the health of the relationship. And I feel like there has to be growth. You have to see this relationship growing and moving forward. Um, And if you don't, if if you're still having the same arguments you had 30 years ago when you first got married, something is not right here. And this is, I think, very well connected with your first question, what is healthy relationship? Mm-hmm. If a person gives much more than another person, uh, is more active than another person, is much more passive, and uh, they, uh, they grow up as a relationship, it's healthy for them. Even if someone of them in 30, 40 years might, be, might have burned out because this person pushed him herself uh, to, to give much more than another person. And uh, some people do not understand that they are in this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they give much more than another person, something normal because, uh, okay, some people can't give much more than other people, do not know how to do that. But this is what love does. Love makes you do something new that you never did before. Love makes you uh, change everything for a better, for a better now, for a better future, for you and your right. group. Yes, your cluster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. They want you. They want more for you. You know, and so. So I think that's really kind of how we figure this out. Is is this person? wanting the growth, your growth and the growth of this relationship, are they invested in that? Um, because if they're not, this then it's a very one-sided relationship. And after a while, that gets to be very painful. Maybe you can do it for 10 years. Maybe you can do it for five years, whatever. After a while, when you've, when all you're doing is sacrificing and not receiving, it wears you down and it gets to the point where you just can't do it anymore. I mean, there's only so much that we have to give. And let's talk about self-love because to me, that's so important. If we don't give to ourselves first, we have nothing really to give and we're giving from someplace that's empty, right? Mm, Yeah, it's very controversial uh, because some people tend to give everything to everyone. So but then they feel they tired feel... and they feel resentful. 
So in order to be able to give and still not be tired and still have more and more to give and feel okay within yourself, you have to replenish this, right? Yeah, yeah. The question is what this person motivates to do these actions, to not love himself, herself. Why? What motivates this person to just give to other people? And I think this very well connected connected with uh, the experiences of his life. For example, if this person lived uh, with a uh, single parent family and had the father or mother that uh, did everything, and this person sacrificed his life, her life, for the kids, I believe that the, the, the future adults, these kids, might be persons that we have much more to give than to get. They might be much more happy to see the, the people that they love, to be smart, smiling, be happy. And if you, if you ask me what I believe of this is every time the question, what does motivate you for the future? Uh, what, what, what are you thinking about other people? What are you thinking about yourself? And people that tend to give everything to other people, yes, yeah, sometimes do not love themselves. Mm-hmm. And the emptiness when they are about 60 years old, mm-hmm. and they, when they go back to the flashback, might be might have an empty uh, life of feelings. But this is why we're everyone different, because uh, we have everyone different perspective for the love. Mm-hmm. But even if a person does not love himself, herself, but has respect for himself, herself, I think it's a very, very good place. Mm -hmm. Respect. Because some people do not have love for for themselves, but they have respect. Mm. They have boundaries. Boundaries, self-love, self-respect, right. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. And I I sort of break it all down. I break down self-love into different categories, you know, and self-respect, um, self uh, pampering. I have a whole bunch of them that I break it down into so that people can see, well, love consists of many different aspects. You know, loving yourself, I mean, consists of many different aspects. Um, And I know I was raised to be a giver. I was raised to not take and to give. So I was worn out. I was tired all the time. I was resentful all the time. I picked relationships that were one-sided because of that. So, you know, I, once I realized that I have to take care of me first, then everything became more healthy in my life. More, more happy or more healthy? Healthy. 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 Yes. Healthy understand. safe, yeah. productive, yes. So let's talk about um, the work environment because uh, a lot of people feel like they're stuck in an environment where they're they're feeling um, disrespected, um, mm-hmm. not appreciated, and r- really abused. So let's talk about mm-hmm. a healthy work environment. What, what would that look like? Well, a toxic workplace is often characterized by a culture of negativity, backbiting, lack of support, and an environment where harassment or bullying is not addressed. What that means that uh, the CEOs, for example, or the colleagues do not respect each other and just uh, interact like wolves. Uh, whoever is, uh, has wounds might be beaten or forgotten behind. 
Uh, a toxic uh, workplace is a place that when you go back home, uh, you feel so empty and so tired. A toxic workplace is when you, when it's Sunday and we are going back to work on Monday. You just don't don't want to go, or you might wake up at night, or you might spend t- too much time at work, much more than uh, has to be. For example, thirteen year, for thirty hours even if you have to work eight hours. And the, the colleagues push you to work much more and you are not well paid. You don't have a, this uh, uh, to motivate you. But if I lose my job, uh, for example, I might, I might not have the money to, to help my family. A toxic workplace so is, is the place that uh, you feel that you are zero, that you don't love yourself and you don't have love to give back to your mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. There's, I think there that there is manipulation and there is control, um, and it's not done in a in a way that makes you feel good about yourself. It's done in a way that makes you feel bad about yourself. The way that this is you're being talked to and, and managed. Well, there is a, a movie. It's called In Time about. To K11 from with Justin Timberlake, and uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, everyone has to watch it because uh, in this uh, sci-fi movie, uh, you pay with the time of your life. It's very well connected philosophically with our, our uh, society, and uh, you work for time. You spend, uh, you pay with your time, mm-hmm. and the rich people are people with much more time. And uh, if we just think. When we, when we work, we just give our time of our life that we are healthy, uh, we are young, we have something to give, and uh, we exchange our life with money, I know, a better career. So before we we start working in a place that we don't feel that we, uh, we are respected and we fulfill our goal, future goals, and there is no respect, we have to understand that our life does not have back time, does not pause and go back and rewind. Every every time, go in the future. And right now, we have to respect ourselves and do not push ourselves in a toxic environment because we don't change our body, we don't change our our mental health. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, we might we might not see that, but in about how about ten years from now, twenty years from now. This is why I mean people tend to have burnouts in their 40s, 50s, because they push themselves uh, and they don't know why they do that. And they, when they just check back what happened and see, okay, I was pushed for a long time and I, I lost, sometimes they say, some years of my life, uh, tends to be depressed. Even if these people are very, very high skills or they might have a very good career, or or the worst, high level of IQ. Mm. Because they don't have an excuse about why I stayed on this situation for all these mm. years. Is there... Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And the toxic workplace follows you into other aspects of your life, because if you're working in an environment that where you're feeling bad about yourself or you're feeling abused, often you're going to go home to your family and behave based on 
how you've been treated, you know? And so you're bringing negativity into your home because of your environment. Um, so do we have to be happy in our jobs? Like, what can we expect in our jobs that would not be toxic? Uh, a working place is like every relationship in our lives. Might have some arguments, might have pressure, might have bad times, but even if we have a bad time, respect might be on this place. Even if we behave sometimes, we have to say sorry. We have to apologize. So when we work in a place that nobody apologizes, everyone is, is going just to, to show you that you are not that good. You are worse than me. And uh, they are just trying to be better and not wo- work all together to have a better, better result as a group. Yeah, uh, this is the time that we need to, to understand uh, ourselves, what we are, what we need, and what make us, make us happy. I, I love to ask every person, why do you work? If you, if you ask the person, why, why do you work? You, you got work? Yeah, I work, I have a career, I'm very good on this. But okay, why do you work? For the money? How much, do, how much does it cost your life? One million dollars? Two millions? How much? Nobody says that my life costs money. So, okay, we don't have a debate. So you have to be in a place that you are respected. When you, you, when you finish your job, you just lock, lock down your, the door, set down the door, and go back to your life and leave. If you don't have energy, if you don't have something to give, you have to leave this job. And that's so hard, especially when jobs are so hard to find and you are being paid a lot of a lot of times the money can confuse you um, because you're thinking, oh, well, where am I going to find a job that's going to pay me this much? But I think what what many people don't understand, because I've done a lot of of study with um, the nervous system and how it affects us. And I think what people don't understand is it's not a matter of tolerating it with your mind. It's a matter of how your body is responding to this. Because if this is a a toxic environment and you are under stress all the time, your body is going to break down eventually. So it's not like, you know, and this is the same thing like what people say, you know, oh, I should just stay in this marriage because it's what I know, even though it's a terrible marriage and they're being abused. Um, they, they feel like, well, what they know is better than what they don't know, but they don't understand that living in constant anxiety is going to destroy your, your physical body, right? Yeah, this is, we, we find many people that uh, work for big organizations and um, it's very common vacation for burnout. We see many people that have burnout and they leave their jobs. So they have, they use, uh, they, they leave their jobs to go for vacation for the round trip. Or, uh, I know they, they leave their career maybe. And uh, yeah. We live in a, in an era that people praise themselves for, I don't know, much more money. So what? How much? How much are the a lot of money? One, one thousand, one million. So we are greedy. This is our problem. Mm-hmm. If we understand that uh, we are not consumers, uh, customers on everything, 
and we have to respect ourselves. If we understand that our life uh, is one coin and we don't have to insert coin and play a game, mm -hmm. it's not a game. Uh, it's one shot. We have to respect ourselves and we have not to accept for our, for our better career, for much more money, uh, bad uh, behaviors that are far away from our ethics, our morals. And we live in a bad, not, not a bad, a toxic place uh, when we change, when we don't like things that we love for our lives. For example, we don't feel happy when we hug our dog, when we pet our cat, for example, when we go out for hiking. And uh, when we change and we don't feel, we, we just feel emptiness. And uh, yeah, there are many people that are very successful and we might see them in social media or they might be famous and they are depressed. We know many people that are, for example, actors, athletes, that they are depressed and they use, for example, um, chemicals, I know, drugs uh, to feel better, to, to pay for their happiness. Mm. This is what happens in organizations. This, this, this happens everywhere. And these people are lost. I, I believe that our, our society is lost. We are all lost. I like, uh, I think that psychology is very well connected with uh, ancient Greek philosophy. And uh, all these people tend to say that uh, if you do le less, if you want less, you have much more, much more possibilities to be happier. Mm. If if you choose to be happy with people, with interactions, with uh, the environment, uh, the, their nature, we don't respect the nature. And the nature, uh, we are so much toxic. We don't respect our planet. And the planet is toxic with us also. Mm -hmm. We can't say we are very well educated mm. and we know nothing. <laughs> I think this is our problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so true. That's true. That's true. Um, you promote this, the concept of psychologized. What is psychologized? Yeah. Uh, about uh, 12 years ago, I was in England. Um, I worked as a psychologist and uh, I was alone. It was, it was a bad period for me. And I started writing a blog about psychology, mental health. And uh, psychologized means to make everything be a part of psychology, to use <laughs> just simple words. Yeah, just like folk psychology, uh, to, to help other people understand, okay, uh, you don't need to use scientific words to help other people understand what is psychology. You just use simple words because psychology, mental health is for everyone. Mm -hmm. not from the very well-educated people, because we have to understand that only about 20% of this planet has the chance to go to the university, 10%. So, yeah, mental health is not only for 10% for this world. Mm -hmm. It's for 8 billion people. Something like that. This mm -hmm. is a number. Mm -hmm. yeah, we have to understand that if we have the opportunity to be very well educated, if we have the opportunity to be scientists, we have uh, we have to understand that we need to be volunteers to help other people that do not have this opportunity. We have to, to, to leave an impact on this world, not 
uh, very well educated, but for everyone. Yeah, this is psychologized. Do something simple, just leave an impact for everyone. Right, leave an impact. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, you know, I think volunteering is so important. Um, it takes us out of our head, out of our own head, and allows us to give to someone else, you know. Um, and anytime uh, that I feel that I'm just kind of too much in myself, that's what I do. I go and I volunteer because then, um, you know, it takes me out of my own focus. And that's what causes a lot of our inner pain, too, is when we are so focused on ourselves and we really don't have a distraction. And all we're doing is thinking about ourselves and how we feel every moment of the day. Um, that's not healthy either, is it? Well, it's healthy for, for us, because for our ego. Our because ego, we, we right. might be greedy, yeah? We might be greedy. Mm -hmm. we, ha we might have much more money. We, we, we might have uh, been attracted from people that need our money, not us. Our career, I know. But... Uh, um, yeah, I believe that there is a misunderstanding here. What is love? We have to love ourselves, but not much more than other people. We need to love ourselves as we love other people. And if we can't love other people, do not behave bad. Just let it be. Just go away. And uh, I believe that I use the, the computer science uh, way of thinking that there is not action and interaction. It's action, data analysis, data, data analysis, interaction. And this is data analysis. This data, data analysis uh, might have respect. So before we interact, even if, if we feel that we are in a toxic environment, mm -hmm. we have to understand that, okay, this person might have a problem, might have a disorder, might have a bad day. I expect myself. I don't go to start a fight, mm -hmm. but like this. And just need to say that have a boundaries. Please get out of my boundaries. Please respect me. And if this person do not understand us, we have to leave. Do not stay in the toxic environments for money, for better career, for I know. Even if you believe that this this relationship fulfill, fulfill our future uh, dreams, our dreams do not have uh, bad habits, do not have uh, psychopathology, does not have uh, I know. Uh, anorexia, for example, uh, our dreams only have smile. And this is every time when I work with academies, I love to ask with the kids, with adolescents, what do you want to be when you grow up? They answer me, I know, uh, sports, uh, sportsman, uh, scientist. Nobody tell me I want to be happy. Mm. And this is why every time, every time, mm. and every time, mm. I start uh, my lecture. Okay, we have something to do right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, you have to be happy. Be happy. That's so true. Yeah. It's hard to know what happiness is, I guess, because it's not, you can't define it one way. You know, happiness is so individual. You know, in the mm -hmm. United States, I'm sure that you've watched this, but there is so much violence here and a lot of, school shootings, a lot of very um, sick young adults that are doing these kind of things and hurting people. You know, it, to me, that starts in the family system. 
but I know that our society is, is things are disorganized right now. What do you think is, it would cause all of that violence among these young people, 20, 18 to, to 21 year old kids? Why, um, why do they- This is what happens in, in, in Europe also in the last 10 years. Uh, we have many violent situations and uh, every day we see in BBC, for example, in England and in other European countries, uh, violent situations between people, minorities, etc. And uh, does not is not only the problem of the family, it's the problem of the society. We are divided to rich people, to people that have a better, for, better opportunity or better uh, life from other people. And these people do not care about other people. We are divided. And uh, this is our problem, I think. We have to understand, for example, in a country, uh, we are all in a group. We live in the same place. My mentality, my way of thinking is that if I live in a city, for example, in a neighborhood, that my neighborhoods are not happy. When I go out, I will see people that are sad. So I might not feel good. So we, we need as a society to as we, as we can do as much as we can do for a better uh, to leave a better impact uh, to be a better role model for other people and this is our problem again it's our problem we tend to be uh, uh, with people that are in our social groups you know close to our social labels and uh, you know feel very well you know and we don't understand that we are all, to, all together, all the same. And all these people that do not have the same opportunities with us might act violent. Mm. It's a social problem, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, our society is not well conducted because there are many people, everyone, everyone needs to have a chance for a better life. And why I might have a better life from other people? Because I was born in Greece. And they have uh, electricity. How about the Af- people from Africa? How about from people with, uh, from uh, uh, South uh, Asia, for example? Very poor, billions of people. If, even if I live in the uh, US, even if I live in Europe, I believe that I, I need to leave something for these people. We need to act for everyone, even if they do not know that. We need to volunteer. We need to... Why buy every time a new phone, for example, if we don't have spare money? Why borrow from the banks? For our ego? Spend this money for, to help your neighbor? For a shelter of animals? For the nature? Well, I'm, um, I'm a member of a committee of the British Psychological Society in a new group that is uh, about uh, environmental crises. And we're just trying to uh, to connect the, um, our actions and uh, psychology and uh, climate change. And we use the word every time that we live in a crisis. We don't have economical crisis. We don't behave good uh, with respect with other people. We don't respect animals. We don't respect the nature. And everything is toxic, and we don't see that because because we have an, a mobile phone, we have social media, and in social media, I have a very good uh, profile photo with many likes. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very well today. So right. our ego social, is very and big. social media covers up the things that they don't want us to see. So every time, mm-hmm. every time, I think that how we call that people, this guy from the friends, uh, Chandler. Ah, 
I forgot his name. He's, uh, he was an actor that uh, was depressed and uh, one year before um, published a book about his depression and even if he had money. Oh, Matthew Perry? Lonely. Matthew Perry, yeah, thank you, thank you, Matthew thank you. Perry, yeah. I love Friends. I love Friends because even if it was 30 years before created and they, they talk about society, they talk about minorities, they talk about respect and This person, for, for example, Matthew Perry was a very, very... I liked his persona on this, uh, uh, on this movie, this series. And uh, I, feel, I feel very bad for him because every time he makes me feel happy, he doesn't know that. I didn't pay for that. He paid with his life for me to be happy. <clears throat> and, I feel, and I feel very bad for all of us from this society that we had a person that needed help It didn't help. He, we left him alone. Mm -hmm. This is our problem. We see this a lot with comedians like Robin Williams, who um, was so funny and then he committed suicide. And um, so he lived his life for others. But he was, yeah. you know, tortured the, inside. The, the, this, is, this is our problem, though. We don't see that. We just see Robert Williams. Oh, let's take a selfie to have some likes because you are famous. No, he's a person like us. Everyone is the same. Everyone has the same hate. Everyone. Everyone. Even if we believe that we are, we live in a place that we are better liking personalities. I don't know. Uh, no, we are the same. We live in the same uh, spacecraft. It's called Earth. <laughs> and we have to respect each other. Right. We are all passengers here. We're on the planet. We're all on this planet, right? We are passengers for for not a long time. Well, there is no time. It's a human creation. But uh, we are the same time, for example. We have to respect each other and our spacecraft. We don't do that. We just care about our house. If you have good curtains, if you have a smart house, I know, smart TV, and we forget if outside we have rabbits. These are problems. These are mental health. We just buy a new shirt and from a brand very well known. And we forget that our inside, our, our love, our self-care is not in a good way also. So what are some things that we can do every day to make sure we're taking care of ourselves? I know one of them is meditation. We can take the time to meditate. What are some other things we can do to make sure we're taking care of ourselves? Um, I believe that the biopsychosocial model is very well connected with this. I mean that our hygiene, to, to go for a walk, hiking, to go for a gym, do a sport with other people, to socialize with other people, even if they are not in... Uh, in our job, their friends. If you go out... Well, there was a, a paper about, uh, I think, 2K11 from uh, Mr. Kolvakis from Harvard University and said that a, a random smile when you walk in the pavement might live for about 12 years. For example, if I walk and I smile to a random person, okay, good morning. Good morning, sir. This person might go outside and go to, uh, to the grocery. Good, good morning, guys. So right. it spreads. It spreads. Yeah, this... It's a random smile, but a bad behavior also. If I go, I blame a guy because he's not from, he's from my country. Go from my place, I know. If 
something bad because um, I don't like him. This person might go to other person, the grocery, be also acting, we will also act in the same way, behaving. Also. Right. Bad behaviors. And uh, yeah, uh, the social, the biological is about hygiene. Uh, social is this place and uh, psychology, psychological perspective. Well, psychology is not a place. It's something that is our experiences plus today. Plus today, plus today, plus today. Some, something new every time. So it's a place that we need to, to, uh, to understand, to, uh, to have a friendship with this, play, with, this, uh, with this place, to be friends and not blame ourselves from the past and understand what happened today. That's a, that's a big thing. Letting the, not, not creating a life sentence over things that happened in the past, right? Don't live there. Don't punish yourself over and over for things that happened in the past. Today, what's happening today? We get a new... Many people harm themselves. Um, they, they do scars, for example. Even if they don't do scars, uh, they, uh, they push themselves to feel bad and mm -hmm. they feel okay for this. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we don't have to blame ourselves from the life that we had for, for our childhood. And uh, all, this, all this experience, yeah, well, there's a big difference about events of our lives and experiences. Event is something that happened. Experience is something that uh, you learned about this. So even if we have bad events in our lives, we have to make them be a good experience, a good weapon to have a better life, That's right. better interactions. And this is, I think, that the meditation might have this, this place of what, what happened in my life. I have a very bad childhood. Why? Because my parent was abusive. Okay. What, what I will not do again? How will I interact with other people? Not this way. How will I do it differently? Right. How can right. I take what I learned and make it better? Change it in some way, you know, make, make something positive out of something that was not so good for us. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's really, really important. Um, <clears throat> so... Is there anything, because um, we're, we're pretty much at the end of the hour, is there anything else that you wanted to share with us that, that you want to leave us with that's important? Uh, yeah, I think uh, when a person dies, when a person dies, uh, everyone believes that the person dies when uh, the biology does not exist. But do you know Socrates? Do you know Napoleon? Do you know, I know, uh, Edison, Thomas Edison? Of course you know them. Do you know Aristotle? Do you know Pythagoras, for example? Do you know Einstein? You're talking about Einstein, Aristotle. Okay, yes. They, they are not dead. So the impact that they left in our societies interact with us, even if their biological body is not with us. Hmm. It's something like like this right now, uh, some people do, do have friends, do have family members. They are not right here right now when we are talking, but they are in our memories, in our feelings, and our, our 
perspective, our, our belief that we are going to see them again. Mm-hmm. And even if we can't see them again, act according to their good behaviors. So these people that we love will live from us, other generations, and we might have a better future for our society. Mm-hmm. So, so the point is to leave something that makes society better. Live forever. For you, right. Live forever. Live forever, right. They call it, it, the word is legacy in, you know, in English, right. Mm-hmm. So leave a legacy, mm-hmm. right, right. Leave something that resonates throughout the next generations. I love that. What a great, great way to end this. Perfect. I love it. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, Antonio, for coming on and um, for being here all the way from Greece. I'm so excited. <laughs> thank you for here. having me. Yeah, you're welcome. It's really been great talking to you. Thank you so much. I'm glad we connected. And have a wonderful rest of your day, okay? You too. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye.